Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abusing our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start the show, so please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? Oh, what's cracking, Queen Latifah? How you living? I'm good. I'm good. How are you tonight? Oh, uh, you know, just taking care of some uh, single parent biz naive. Uh, the kid decided she wanted some little seizures at the last minute. So, you know, just running and <laughs> and uh, doing the show okay. at the same time. But, you know, we're we going we gonna to make right. it work. Don't worry about it. We good. Exactly. Um, so what was the vibe of the week for you? Man, listen, the vibe of the week is this goddamn weather. I didn't have so many encounters with some ignorance because of this goddamn heat, and I'm about oh. ready to fight everybody. I remember on la um, on on one of our uh, on one of our podcast episodes, we were talking about you know the the defects that we have, you know, what I'm saying in regards to you know certain weather changes and shit like that. And I'm really convinced that I just do not cooperate well with the summertime. Like I really fucking don't. It's just it's something about the summertime heat, you know what I'm saying? It it just it changes people, and it changes the way I look at people. So uh, all the listeners, please just pray for me. Just, just pray. That's all I can ask. So it's just, it's just a humble-ass prayer that, you know, I can get through these next four months of this humidity and the ignorance that comes along with it. Got you, DC. Don't pray but, for you. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. Mine's just short and sweet for keeping it complex. I just got two things I want to say. Um, I notice that any time I sit with my legs folded and I go to, like, you know, unfold them, like, 15 minutes later, my knees is popping, you know, my body is like, what are you doing? You're not a teenager anymore. But when I meditate, I don't feel that shit. And I be meditating for, like, 30 minutes sometimes. And I don't feel it at all. Like, I think it's mind over matter. Like, if I'm thinking about it, I'm going to feel it. But I was just so relaxed right. that everything was relaxed on me. And another thing <laughs> I noticed <laughs> is I was listening to Shantae's Got a Man at Home, right? And I mm-hmm. finally heard the full, the, the, the album version, not the radio version. Do you know at the end, yeah. of, the, at end of the song, mm-hmm. after she's bragging about this man to her friend, that she gets a call that he's cheating on her? Man, it fucked me up. <laughs> I just started to make that for uh, oh my like, no, God, like, wait a minute. Uh, this just ain't no hope. Oh, <laughs> this just ain't no hope. Oh, man. I'm sorry. That's fucked up, but... So, it's like, damn, so yeah, so give I me guess, advice. Yeah, so I guess to say that we we should just we should just label ain't shit niggas AS... Uh, uh, what, wait, let me see. Ain't shit niggas ASNs. Yeah, we just about to label them ASNs. <laughs> These niggas done struck yeah. again. The ASNs Corporation has struck again. Yeah. Goddamn. They've been fucking all up right. since the days of time. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say, but I wanted to keep it short and sweet. But we about to get the guests on love today. So, all right. For sure. Yeah, please, new show background with that motorcycle. But here we go. <laughs> hey, Jay, <laughs> <Hey>, you there? <laughs> yes. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. How, how you doing? <laughs> 
Good, good. Listen, I got to enjoy the weather today. It's 80 degrees outside. Unlike D.C., I love the sunshine. I'm just saying. Yeah, I can slap it straight in the face. (laughs) I kind of am in the middle with y'all because I like the sun. I like the weather because I don't like the cold. But, like, I don't like the craziness that people tend to get into when it gets hot. So then, yeah. See, you feel me. You feel me. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. I don't like the ignorant shit. Yeah. I, I get that. But I love the sunshine. But you're right. People do start to drive crazy. you like, it just gets, but it doesn't make sense. Right. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Well, DC been kind of scared for this tonight, Jade. I was t- I was talking to you up heavy. I said she dropped gems. You know, you about oh. to get fed your oh. apple juice and crackers. You about to be sitting in the corner. So he kind of scared. But we're going to get oh, right into it. Up. <laughs> no, don't listening. be scared. Right, right. You need the truth. It's Trust all me. You I need her to come into your right. Any and everything God yeah. want me to say, it's gonna be all right. Exactly. He ain't ready though. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, y'all. Tonight, listeners, we are talking about potential we are blinded to, and we're gonna touch on this from relationships and within ourselves. So yeah, it might get a little bit heavy tonight. Um, we're going to have a conversation. Uh, we're going to answer the four questions. Jay's going to go first. DC, then I'll ask, you know, I'll answer, and then we'll go to the next question. So we're about to just talk about it. All right, so first question. Um, have you ever been blinded to the potential you have in yourself? So have I ever been blinded to the potential that I have in myself? The... um. The easy answer is absolutely, yes, for sure. Um, But, like, I think it it definitely was at a time when I didn't know myself, like, career-wise, as far as what I was capable of professionally, whether it was because of circumstances or, like, my own personal insecurities. So, like, in relationships also, both business and professionally, as far as my own self-worth, having insecurities, like, for sure, I like I've been blind to my own potential. Um, like I had to go on my own intentional self love journey, and I use the word intentional because it has to be something we do consciously. And like yes. self awareness is a huge part of self love. So I had my own self evaluation at a time when outside noise told me I was worthless. But mm. I'm grateful that as I went on that journey, and keep in mind it is a lifetime journey. It's yeah. one of those things you need to exercise on a daily. It's like you exercise your muscles, you need to exercise that muscle because it, it's a daily routine, like from self-evaluation to self-compassion, self-understanding, self-knowledge, forgiveness of self. Like mm-hmm. it is essential to have self-checks and to be compassionate with yourself. Um, And, like, we don't always reach our maximum potential. But if you do your best, then there's no regret. And, Angel, that's actually inspired by one of the four agreements, which is always do your best. Um, And I can kind of expound on that a little bit. Um, That particular four agreement, um, always do your best. It says your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstances, simply do your best, and you will avoid self-judgment, 
self-abuse and regret. And basically, I'm sorry, guys, that was my alarm. Basically, when you um, when you're mindful to just do your best, like literally just prepare and do your best, you won't even be left with feelings of regret of, dang, did I really do everything I could have did? Dang, I really didn't reach my full. You don't even have to worry about whether you reached your full potential because you've done what you could. You take accountability, you've done what you could, and then you leave it alone. You know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. I've definitely been there for sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. I appreciate it. (laughs) He's good over there. He over there lifeless. See this whole this whole rotation this got to switch. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I can't I can't speak after that shit. Shit. Um, no, nah, I'm just playing. No, that was that was that was really that hit really close to home because like I think the potential that I was blinded to was you know the the self awareness and the self love that I could have potentially mm-hmm. had for myself. You know what I'm saying? Because if I was a a happier kid growing up, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that all kids were happy, but they were happy enough to reach some sort of potential, right? right. I was I was at a point where I didn't love myself from second to none. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't appreciate myself enough because I allowed outsiders to dictate who I was and who I, you know, in, in my image as a whole, you know what I'm saying? I, I allowed them to paint this picture of me that I looked at in the mirror every single day and I didn't like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, that pretty much stunt a lot of growth within me, you know what I'm saying? And here I am now at the age of 32 starting to have more self love for myself that I've, that I've missed out on for the past, hell, 12, 14 years, maybe even 15 you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm playing catch on a long, you know, of, of on 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 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not seconds, not minutes, not months, but years. And right. you know, I've I've had I've I've reached certain I've reached certain areas where I could have had more potential into. You know what I'm saying? As far as like you know my music. You know what I'm saying? I was a I was a music person back then. You know what I'm saying? So I did do like some rapping and stuff like that back in the day. It wasn't the best content, but needless to say I had some sort of gift into it to where like I had a passion to want to do it um mm-hmm. I had potentials to be you know an artist you know what I'm saying I like I, I used to like to draw at times you know what I'm saying I used to do impressions and stuff like that you know what I'm saying I was very animated you know so mm-hmm. with 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 just the the um the breakdown of my image as to who I was like that was my soft spot everybody has a soft spot to where like um, if it gets touched, like it, it, it pretty much breaks you down mentally and physically and emotionally. And mm-hmm. I allow people to see that. And once I exposed it, like they, they ran along with it and, and just drove it down into the ground. And I allowed that to happen, but I didn't have the strength enough to overlook it and say, you know what, at the end of the day, I love myself. You know what I'm saying? I go home mm-hmm. to myself. I see y'all pray like seven, eight hours out the damn day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> y'all don't affect uh-huh. me that much but you know at yeah. that certain age you know what i'm saying unfortunately it was it was it was that around it was around that time where i didn't have that much you know self love for myself or didn't really understand what it was at the time so um so yeah honestly i could say like i've 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 had potential but 
the the people that blinded me from that, you know, simply just blinded me from it. And, you know, once I grew away from those people, it took me to go through trials and tribulations to be like, okay, let's put all of this nonsense that you're doing at fault, all this self-sabotaging mm-hmm. and stuff. Let's really recollect yourself and let's start over fresh. Let's begin this journey of self-love and self-appreciation, self-awareness, you know? But like I said, unfortunately, it took to the age of 30 to actually do it. But, hey, it's it's better to start than never to begin. Yeah. Listen, better late than never, you know, because some people be on their deathbed having regrets. But um, I definitely have been blinded to the potential I had in myself. Um, I've said on previous podcasts that, you know, my grandma – kind of just basically painted the life that she wanted me to have. Growing up, um, I'm from the Midwest, and we used to do these uh, quizzes in school where, like, you know, it would ask you a lot of different personal questions about your personality, and then the results would tell you where you would fall at on the career path. And my results always fell under arts and communications and human resources. So I discovered the passion of writing at, like, 10 years old, and I remember I used to go into bookstores all the time, and I used to go look at the urban books, and I would go find the publishing company, because I really was like, I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to mail it to them, like I was destined, but, you know, my grandmother coming from down south, it was like, she, she basically believed the best way to live is to get a nine, go to school, get a nine-to-five job, and work, you know what I'm saying, like, she felt like the dreams that I had of being a writer, being an actress, you know, she felt like it was too far to reach. And she always felt like she had to bring back down the reality. So as I got older and I got to college, I, I decided to become a social worker because she was happy about it. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my classes. I learned a lot. I love the communication that we had. But it's like once I finally got into my um, – once I finally got into the career, you know, moving out to Philly – that shit got stressful. And there was some times where I was like, do I really want to, you know what I'm saying, be in this career? And I reflected, and I'm like, well, damn, you know, I did this because my grandmother wanted it. And, like, she's no longer here. But I had to make the best of it. But I definitely agree with you, Jay, when you said, like, you know, we have to, you know, believe in ourselves and we have to have compassion. But it's like the potential we have in ourselves, it's like it's hard to believe that you – that you are dope and that you are this um, great person when you have people sometimes critique you growing up or they're too tough on you about things. Like, you know, you're looking for the people that raised you to, you know, validate you. And it's like, if they can, it's like, how do I have the courage to do it? You get what I'm saying? So I definitely agree with both of y'all. So that ties into my second question. Um, Why are we quick to see good in others while hot on ourselves? So, um, Yes, you guys both made, like, really good points. Um, And this question in particular, uh, I think that one of the reasons we're so quick to see the good in others but we're harder on ourselves is because we see the good in others and we know ourselves. So, like, mm-hmm. let me break that down just a little bit more. So, like, we're all guilty of putting our best foot forward when we meet someone using our representatives, so to speak, you know, as the introductory form of ourselves. 
we always want to, you know, make a good impression. Like, we're all guilty of that. And that's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing. That's not to say that everyone's fake or everyone's a fraud or most people are fake or most people are frauds. Like, I think it's important to present yourself in the best possible way, especially as a first impression. But we'll always see the good before we see the bad in someone, unless they just Mm. don't care. You know, like, most people, most times, will allow their representative to be their spokesperson. So when that happens, we can only judge a book by its cover. And I know that sounds cliche, but, I mean, let's be honest, even the Word of God tells us that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So that's Mm. why it's important to use discernment. But on the flip side, we're harder on ourselves because we're with our true selves 24-7, not the representative. Not that spokesperson, like, unless you're just living in denial, you know, I know the mistakes that I make throughout the day. I know the ones that you didn't see. I know the thoughts I had that were less than my highest vibrational form. Like, Mm. you get what I'm saying? Like, we're harder on ourselves because we see our true selves and we know the flaws that exist. That's why it's so important to have compassion for ourselves and to forgive ourselves, you know, even when we make those simple mistakes. And even when we outright do something that's not okay or completely out of character, like, it's important to just have that self-forgiveness because we're all going through something. Everybody's struggling with something. Nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? Even the the Instagram models and even the the richest person on earth is not perfect. Like, they, everybody has their struggles. Everybody has their security. So, you know, that's, I think that's a big reason why, we're, we're so hard on ourselves versus, like, you know, seeing the good in somebody else. You're going to see the good. You're going to see mm-hmm. the good. And then sometimes you're even going to remember the good even when they show you that. <laughs> huh. <laughs> that part. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I, I, I feel like we, we do definitely, we, we see the best in others, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't know if everybody thinks like this, but I know I do in a sense. But, like, have you ever felt like you see the good in others because they have the potential and the drive to be able to do what you can't do? You know what I'm saying? So you invest in in your support, you know what I'm saying, for them to get up off their ass and actually do something that you know that that you're capable of doing, but you fear of doing it because you fear failing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and most of the times, like, you know, you, you see the best in others, you know, because you're 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 on the outside looking in. So, you know what I'm saying? It looks the situation looks uh, it doesn't look as complex. It looks as easy as one, two, three, like type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, just do this, this and that and you'll be good and it's like, no, like you know what I'm saying? Like like you said, uh, Jay, like everybody goes through something, you know what I'm saying? Like just because you see a person smiling on a day to day basis don't mean that they're not going through something behind their own closed doors of their own. You know what I'm Definitely. saying? And and I think I think we over we overstress that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't take that too much into consideration. You know what I'm saying? Especially when we do give you know certain advice to to certain situations when it comes to people. And you know, like you were saying earlier, when um, uh, complex when you were talking about how um, now correct me if I'm wrong, like you were forced to go into like a certain um, um, to a certain field. Um, as far as mm-hmm. like, uh, as far as like your major and stuff like that, that may not have been something you wanted to do, but like, 
they may have felt like that was the best interest of what you should have done, possibly because, you know what I'm saying, like, hey, like, you know, based on your personality and everything, you know, everything and so forth, like, that would be a good fit for you type of thing. But it's like, who, right. who are they to know, you know, who you are besides you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Jay said, like, you know what I'm saying? You went for yourself 90% of
or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. So I'm going to read that again. Mm. Having or showing the, the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. So, like, I think a lot of times the reason we need people who, like, lack the ability to see their own potential and worth is because, like, they suffer from, like, you know, some insecurity. And in a lot of ways, we attract what we hold in our subconscious. So, like, I say that to say this, like, there were times when I myself was feeling insecure or, like, maybe feeling unsure of who I was and my own personal potential. And I think that I attracted someone who was going through the same thing as me internally. And I also think that although we may attract people who may be experiencing, like, similar insecurities, we also have to be mindful that they may not be on the same level as us spiritually. So, like, Mm -hmm. whereas I may be feeling insecure, but I know my potential, and I know the vision that I have for my life, and I know that I want to be successful, and I know that God, what God has for me, you know, I know that he's going to help me to be successful. Like, what God tells I'm going to be all the things that I need to be despite my own insecurities, despite my shortcomings. Like, I know that because of my faith. Mm-hmm. But someone else who may be feeling insecure and may be lacking that faith, they may not be able to see beyond their now. So, like, mm-hmm. while I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, not everyone can see beyond their current circumstance. So, like, Give me that part. I think that, yeah. That part. I'm sorry, DC is no longer a part of the show. <laughs> Man, uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm not. I'm not about to bash nobody. Uh, but <laughs> um, I've I've definitely been a part of this. Um, I've dated some people um, who I see. The thing is, like, I don't think that they were blind to the potential. Sometimes I don't think a person can be necessarily blind, blinded to the potential. It's just I feel like they, they, they see it and they capitalize on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they use it against the people who desire them in a sense. And I say that to say because I've been in a couple of situations. Okay, let me not exaggerate. I've been in four situations, uh, two which were serious, one I had a kid through, and the other two, hell, didn't make it past six months. And <laughs> um, and I think the, the common denominator was me. And it was because, like, I seen too much of the prize at the end of the tunnel before actually going through the course of it. You see what I'm saying? Because my thing was, was that, you know, I have a type. Everyone has a type. I feel like I have a type type. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To where, uh, you know, I look for, you know, a particular individual, you know what I'm saying, who I'm highly attracted to and would love the potential of them being attached. But in order for me to be attached, I have to, for one, be myself, which is no problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a natural lover. Like, I like to care for the person that I'm into. You know what I'm saying? The only goal is to just have them realize that and, you know, have some sort of security 
you know what I'm saying, beyond my insecurities. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I I was a, I was an individual who wasn't, you know, comfortable in the skin that I'm in. You know what I'm saying? So right. let's be mindful of that. Right. And so the only thing I had to rely on was the internal. You know what I'm saying? Because the external, I could not use that. I, I wasn't good at utilizing that. It wasn't my looks that got me the women. It was the it was the you know the natural loving, caring person that I was that right. got these women. But the last two saw that and they capitalized on that potential. Because it was like, oh, we got a guy that we can see that really doesn't really, you know, have, you know, that ego to where it's like, okay, I can get any type of woman I want type of thing. You know what I'm saying? You can potentially be wrapped mm-hmm. around my finger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all I have to do is just the bare minimum to convince you that I'm all for you. And that's exactly what the hell happened. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's been like my weakness, unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? But I have mm-hmm. grown to, you know, to love myself more, to understand that, okay, you got to do more for me, my baby, because mm-hmm. it's guaranteed that I'm going to do it for you, but what's in it for yeah. me? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this that's naturally, but, what is, but what's in it for me? Like, you know what I'm right. saying? When we get into this relationship type of shit, this is a team. And this is what, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what's undefined. That once you get into a commitment with someone, that's a team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care if it's 20, 80, 60, 40, whatever it may be. <laughs> as long as you can in your yeah. percentage, right. that's we, all that we matters. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my story behind that. You know what I'm saying? But, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely blame myself for allowing, you know, other people to basically use me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Utilize, utilize my potentials. You know what I'm saying? Just because I think the potentials of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Too early. Mm-hmm. That part. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. thank you, Jade and DC, for coming into my house. I ain't got no chicken. I ain't got no lemonade. But y'all both just have personal messages. But it's crazy that you say that about capitalizing because I actually saw potential in people, and I capitalized on it. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, going into relationships, I played second because I didn't know how to put myself first because I came second to other things. I came second to my mom's drug addiction. I came second to, you know, my grandmother having to do what she had to. Like, so I played that role in relationships. So it's like I had went from one relationship where it was like all we had was sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was young. Like, you know, he was like six years older than me. All we had was sex that was exciting. Like, whenever we seen each other, when he came to visit me up at college, we were humping like rabbits. And I started to notice that it was an issue after a while because it was like, damn, when we, when we get into an argument, we don't talk about it. You keep it under the rug, but we have sex, and then everything is okay. But then you shoot, you shoot under the rug, and then we have another argument. You bring that shit back from under the rug and throw it in my face. So it's like the stuff that I was capitalizing on when I would break up, I'm like, okay, when I go into my next relationship, I am not going to accept that. I don't want to, you know, just have sex. I want to communicate. It goes from that to, okay, now we're not having sex as much. 
we're still not communicating. It's like I would look at little things like, oh, he made me laugh. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like I told him my background and he didn't judge me. He didn't critique me. Something that I'm not, you know, something that I want. You know, I don't want to be critiqued. I don't want to be judged. So it's like I would go off the shit like that. And it took for me to really, really reflect on all of my past relationships. And I realized, like, looking at one thing, you know what I'm saying, whether it's a person making you laugh, whether they're a good father figure, whether they're, you know what I'm saying, really smart, they, they, they know how to put it down in bed. None of these men knew, knew who they were in life. And when you're finding yourself, you don't know how to value what's right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, 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 you're trying to put all the pieces to yourself together. And it's like, that, in a sense, you know, fucked me up because it's like, here I am giving my all, and it's like, I knew that I, I, I could see. You know, after a while, when you've been in a relationship, I don't know about you, D.C., but Jay can, you know, tell you, that woman's feeling, we know when it's time to let go, but because I didn't have that example of what it's like to walk away, I, you know, I just stayed because it's like, okay, I know that I deserve more, but it's not out there right now. Do I really want to be lonely? You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my take on it. So my last question is how do we build the confidence back up in ourselves after giving so much of ourselves to others? <sighs> So I um definitely I feel like one of the first steps is forgiveness. Mm, and um yeah. I think like forgiveness for whatever abuse, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, financial, whatever whatever it was, like forgive and then forgive yourself for not loving yourself enough to begin with. Like, DC, you mentioned it. Like, you know, and even Angel, you said it. Like, you know, um, taking accountability for, like, you know, even putting yourself in that situation. You know, reflecting mm-hmm. and realizing, like, you know, okay, I didn't love myself enough. Because if I loved myself, mm-hmm. I would have never. I would have never. So you you realize, like, you know, if you, if you were to tell, if one of your friends was telling you the stuff that they was going through, a.k.a. what you going through, mm-hmm. if you was to tell, you know what I'm saying? Like, if your friend was to come to you and tell you, yeah, this is happening and this is going on, would you, like, you know what I'm talking about, in, like, in a relationship? And even if it's, like, in a, in a you know, in a, a just a situation where you're feeling insecure, like, you know what I mean? Like, your friend would boost you, like, no, what you mean? So it's like, we have to be that for ourselves. And, like, I think a big part is forgiving ourselves. You know, that's the most that's the most important part of healing. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times forgiveness is seen as some sort of, it's like a form, it's seen as like a form of weakness. Like, or even sometimes people think that by forgiving or, like, letting the person it's like it's like letting the person get away with whatever they've done, and right. like it's really like the opposite. Forgiveness is like about letting. It's not about letting somebody off the hook. That's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's not about you know like oh they you know okay I let them get away with us. No, it's not about that. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. And trust me, my father does not play about me. He he do what he <laughs> has to do. Like I don't even have to do nothing. I don't have to say nothing. Like. Forgiveness is a big part, and I think that, like, it's it's just about that freedom 
And it's about being at peace with the situation at hand so that, you know, you don't become bitter and end up hindering your own healing process. Because once you forgive mm-hmm. yourself and you forgive that person, then you can begin the process of self-awareness, self-knowledge, self-love. Like, self-knowledge and self-awareness is so important in building your confidence back up because if you know who you are, then you can be proud of who you are. And that, that, that will build confidence in you. Like, one major way that I've come to build my confidence back up is through affirmations. Like, affirmations affirmations are, like, positive words that we can either recite or read um, for just the purpose of encouragement, you know. Yeah. And, like, an example would be, I am smart. Like, that's a great one to say when you feel like you did some dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're all guilty of making a simple mistake and, like, but something as simple as I am smart, it reaffirms what you know to be true. So, like, a lot mm-hmm. of times we allow a temporary situation to just, like, to define our reality. And that's where affirmations mm-hmm. come in handy because despite the current situation, knowing that these affirmations pertain to who we are in our true essence, it allows you to ground yourself and raise your vibration. So you can... Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, shit, Jade uh, hit it on the coffin. Um, you know, you definitely, the first stage, I would say, you know, is definitely that acceptance. You know what I'm saying? Um, accepting everything that's happened to you, you know what I'm saying? And, or, and also accepting and admitting to the fact that you've had some wrong with as well. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. we don't we don't give that enough credit enough is to admit, you know, in some cases where we were wrong. You know, whether it was just engaging into, you know, those relationships or, you know what I'm saying, just doing, you know, wrong within the relationship that, that made things turn around. Um, I know for me, um, the first step I had took as far as getting my confidence back is, definitely the the self-love because self-love was definitely my biggest struggle and, and and is still continuing to be the biggest struggle that I have in life in general you know what I'm saying like if I had if I had the 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 utmost of self-love within myself I wouldn't care about as much shit as possible <laughs> you know what I'm saying because it's like hey you know I could be struggling but hey guess what I love myself you know what I'm saying? I know I'll get through this, and, you know, and anything else. You know, so definitely mm-hmm. accepting, accepting, you know, uh, the wrongs of others and the wrongs you have done and, um, you know, engaging more into self-love. And, you know, like Jay said, you know, words of encouragement. You know what I'm saying? Like being able to tell yourself, like, hey, you're beautiful. You know what I'm saying? If you're a woman. You know what I'm saying? If you're a man, like, say, hey, I'm handsome. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just to say those simple words, you know what I'm saying? Like, that can that can instantly put a smile on your face. Like, it kind of put a smile on my face just now, just saying, like, hey, you're handsome. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, just right. so, it's just those simple things, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be your own cheerleader at times, you know what I'm saying? Like she said, oh, yes. you know, when you have when you have friends that are, you know, genuine friends that give you that genuine support and will – you know, give you that genuine confidence and, you know, encouragement to do this and do that, or, you know, just to say encouraging things about yourself, you know what I'm saying? You have to be that person as well. 
you know what I'm saying? Take mm-hmm. those words because because at times we'll believe another person's, you know, judgment versus our own type of thing. You know what I'm saying? That, that, you know, that, um, that ties back into uh, a question from earlier as far as, like, you know, seeing the best in others and, you know, a lot more than we see in ourselves. We got to start, you know, believing in ourselves to be able to give ourselves those words of encouragement or, you know, take those further actions as far as, like, you know, treating ourselves out to dinner or, you know what I'm saying, going to a movie or, you know what I'm saying, just buying, like, you know, some some materialistic shit just to cheer us up for that week or, you know what I'm saying, or just, you know, to um, buy ourselves something for accomplishing, um, not uh, calling off, you know, one day out the week type of shit because you're tired. <laughs> you know, celebrate your micro wins. Celebrate your micro wins. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, um yeah, definitely that. And, you know, with me, I, I think another step for, you know, for me personally was to, you know, considering my situation was to, once you, once you've kind of like followed those steps to put yourself into the, the environment that, that had you scared to, you know, be yourself, you know what I'm saying? With mm-hmm. me, I had to step, I had to step into society for me, you know what I'm saying? I had to force myself to engage in conversations with people, you know what I'm saying, because I was socially awkward, you know what I'm saying, heavily, heavily strong um, socially awkward, you know what I'm saying. So I've, I've took certain initiatives to, you know, engage in conversations and stuff like that just to gain that confidence and, you know, take that risk of like, okay, if this person engage into a conversation and not, you know, make it awkward for me or trigger me, then that's a plus, you know what I'm saying, and thus far it's been a plus. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've gotten out of that shell of being antisocial and, you know, worrying about my self-image and worrying about if people are going to notice my flaws and, you know, have me just, you know, retreat back into, you know, that, that, that rock that I've been sitting up under for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and so far it's been good. You know what I'm saying? Now at this point it's all, it's all in my head. Only I can fuck this up at this point. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I only see uh, up from here. And, you know what I'm saying, like, the confidence is, is boosting, you know what I'm saying, even with the videos that I do, you know what I'm saying, like I said, yeah. like, I've, I've been self-conscious of my image, but the fact that I've been putting out these videos for, you know, the, for the promotions of self-lovers by rehab, the fact that I have been doing that, I've been doing it without a care, you know what I'm saying, and even when I go back to, you know, play back these videos and I look at myself, I'm like, you know, you're a cool ass dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what the fuck was they picking on you for in the first place? Like, you cool as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it results back to those words of encouragement. You know what I'm saying? I give myself that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like with with those with those steps and, you know, those words of encouragement, it will, it will legit form a new person. You know what I'm saying? You won't look the same once you continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? That is your medicine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's right. my take on it. Thanks. So I actually read a meme the other day that said um, the relationships that we have with, like, others, you know, is a reflection of ourselves. And I think that if you could be honest with yourself, like, you know what, it's a lot more shit that I need to heal from. It's a lot more shit that I've been suppressing because I'm realizing, like, if your relationship with yourself is not good, your relationship with somebody else is definitely not going to be great. You know, like, if if you lack confidence, you know what I'm saying, you're going to be looking for that person to give you all of this reassurance. You're going to be looking for that person to Mm -hmm. save you from yourself, and then you get disappointed 
when you realize they're not Superman or they're not Wonder Woman. You know what I'm saying? It's like I got my own shit going on. Like, I'm learning now, you know what I'm saying? Like me, uh, depression, I deal with depression heavy. Where I binge eat, um, the apartment would look a mess. I would just lay around. And I had to, like, really build myself up from that depression. Like, I had to start listening to Pastor Mike Todd, thanks to a coworker, Francis, that sent, you know, she sent me his um, series a while ago. And it's like, for the first time, I'm like, here go a pastor that's not afraid to talk about some taboo stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I listened to him, and I started listening to other podcasts that taught me how to love myself, like taught me how I can overcome depression. But it's like Jay said, you have to make a conscious decision to want to go on this self-love journey. And it's going to be a lifetime. Like I used to say, I'm healed after talking about something. And then it's like six months later, what the fuck am I still crying about it for? It's a lot to unpack. You know, it's a lot to unpack. But, you know, you just have to unlearn negative things that people said about you and understand it's about how you feel on the inside. You know, like I'm really learning in order for someone to love me, I have to love myself. You know what I'm saying? Like they have to feel, and a person can feel your energy when you walk in mm-hmm. the room. If you, if you walk in holding your head down and then like when somebody gives you a compliment, you can't even accept it right, she got low she got she got low self esteem or he got low self esteem. You know, it's like it's like the D C said earlier, like he ain't really got the ego to know that he can get all business. I can get you wrapped around my finger and people will take advantage of that. I'm telling you, do not hold on to these relationships or these friendships where people manipulate you, you know what I'm saying, because they know your worth. They just they just hope that you never see it. You get what I'm saying? Ooh, so let's be honest with yourself. And like you know, it's it's hard facing yourself. But I'm telling you, it's better. It's that it's the best thing to do, because you don't want to be on your deathbed, like you know, later on in life, because life is not gonna stop. That's what I'm realizing. I had to wake up and realize I got to put childish shit to the side because this life's gonna go on without me. I can continue to keep losing myself in relationships, or am I gonna tune into myself and figure out who I am? So yeah, mm-hmm. that's my take on that. Well, that was a lovely conversation. That was dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Jay, you want to get your mind simulated? Yes. <laughs> All right. DC, drop it. Oh, shit. Give me the green light. <laughs> Let's simulate that mind cup. <laughs> All right. So my simulate your mind question tonight is, um, is suppressing emotions a necessity for you or hindering? And Jay, we'll let you answer first. Damn it. <laughs> Could you say the question again? Sure, sure. Is, um, is suppressing emotions a necessity for you or hindering? Okay. You said I'm last. No, no, you go first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you said the first time. I'm sorry. Um, so, no, I for sure, like, I think that that's, that's definitely um, a hindrance. That's, that's, that's like, so the word of God tells us, right, that mm-hmm. bitterness is like rotting to the bones. Like, it's like rotting to the bones. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, like. It will make you sick. Like when you suppress your emotions, you're mm-hmm. thinking it as like planting a seed of bitterness. 
because you reap what you sow. Like you gonna mm-hmm. get what you put into something. And if you decide that you're not gonna deal with it or heal through it, like a sore, a cut, you know, on our body. Your skin is mm-hmm. the biggest organ on on you. You get a cut. It it needs to heal. It, it, it's supposed to heal. It, it's supposed to heal. But if you don't do what you're supposed to to allow to heal, it could get infected. It could, you know what I'm saying? Like you won't, you might have a scar. Like where you gotta do, you gotta deal with that. You can't yes. just, you know what I'm saying? So when you when you don't deal with the emotions that you are like that you're going through, like bad, good, whatever it is, if you don't process it and you decide you want to bury it, push it down, like, that's going to hinder your growth. You're going to stunt your own growth. You're planting a weed in your garden of growth. Like, you could, in your your life is like a garden. You could be planting things that could be nourishing, things that are going to produce, you know what I'm saying, but trees produce oxygen. That's beneficial to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be producing mm-hmm. good fruit. But instead, mm-hmm. you plant a weed because you won't, you want to bury your emotions. You don't want to heal through it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna do anything but fester. And like Angel even mentioned before, like when you know it's gonna come back up. It's gonna mm-hmm. come back up. We talking about relationships. It's gonna come back up. If we talking about careers where you you know where you you not happy where you at and you know you should be like maybe looking for something different or this is not really what you want to do. What potential, all of those, if you don't deal with it, it's not going to just go away. You're still going to have mm-hmm. to deal with it. You're going to have triggers. It's going to trigger you. Like, you deal with somebody who wants to take advantage of you, who's going to manipulate you, it's going to trigger you. Like, it's, you're going to, it's going, you're, it's going to affect you. It's going to be a hindrance to you. But once you decide to, like, okay, let me deal with this, that self-reflection, that self-awareness, okay, what, what can I do this way? Because doing the same thing and expecting a different result is insanity. Yeah. You, 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 like, we, we all got issues, like, but we, are, are you insane? Like, do you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's definitely important, like, you know what I'm saying? To, like, to um, deal with it. Deal with that it, part. whatever it is. That's, damn, that part. <sighs> This goddamn question, I tell you. Um, <laughs> go ahead and repeat it. So repeat it for me as well, because okay. I, I don't yeah. like you. Is suppressing emotions a necessity for you or hindrance? Well, I mean, it was definitely hindering for me. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm the last person to, you know, I guess in a well, I mean. I wouldn't say that. I based on based on how I give advice to people on how to deal with their emotions, you would think I would be stress free, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 one to basically, you know, have a cemetery of full of my emotions. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I got I got relationship emotions buried over there in A B and then I got uh you know what I'm saying, financial emotions over in yeah, okay. the CD, and then, you know what I'm saying, I got personal, you know what I'm saying, like self, 
you know, emotions over here in EF, like, you know what I'm saying? And they're all buried. And the thing is, like, I've never confronted any of those emotions, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I would say, I would say because of that is what, in a sense, led my, my, my drinking at the time to be a little excessive, you know what I'm saying? Because even though I didn't use drinking as a way to cope with stress, and this is a known fact, I'm not I'm not sugarcoating this shit at all, but I would use, whenever I did drink, it was always based off of happiness. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was hanging out with my friends, it was like, okay, I'm happy as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's do this shit. Like, yeah, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? And all of that energy that I had into, you know, drinking, you know what I'm saying, and hanging out, you know what I'm saying, and just being happy overall in those moments could have been just on a regular ass day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it was all because, like, I never really dealt with my emotions on a regular basis. So you know how, like, a person would go to their substances for – you know what I'm saying, just to get away from their stress. I got I got into it because I was happy. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I was happy at the time. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't running away from shit because I wasn't dealing with it, you know, to the begin with. But, um, but yeah, it, it can definitely affect you. It can definitely affect you to, to a certain – well, I wouldn't even say to a certain degree. It will, it will fucking it – will, it, will dis, it will disrupt your life in general, you know what I'm saying, in all degrees, you know what I'm saying. Um for me, I know if I would have dealt with certain things, you know what I'm saying, especially um, in, in my school years of, you know, verbally getting picked on and shit like that, if I would have dealt with it then and, you know, let people know what's up, like, you know, like, hey, like, this ain't the type of person you need to be fucking with like that on a regular basis. Like, I'm I'm not no punk, like, type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I would have just came correct with just every single thing, who knows where my, you know, my, my awareness or my sense of intelligence would be right now at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, who's to say, like, if I, if I, if I would have dealt with these demons back then, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I would have been, you know, more stronger to realize like, you know, Hey, I don't have to be happy to drink or I don't have to drink just because I'm happy, like type of thing. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, or I don't have to, you know, do certain things, you know what I'm saying? Just to prove that I'm happy. You know, mm-hmm. like, that shit should be just organic in a sense, you know what I'm saying? But because I didn't, you know what I'm saying, it it, 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 it screwed up some wires in me, you know what I'm saying, growing up, you know what I'm saying, and it, and it left me confused. It left me confused as to why, like, you know, I may have, like, you know, certain frustrations and certain anger towards little shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can even, I can even recall in relationships, like, it was a habit in relationships where I would have you know, like a, a dispute or like a problem or something like that, but I wouldn't say anything. I would just go ahead and bury it, you know what I'm saying, because I didn't, I was afraid of confrontation. But then it was just like it just took one little thing, you know, one little thing, and everything just blew up, you know what I'm saying, because of all the pent-up frustration and all the stress and all the emotions that I had built up just off of one thing that happened six months ago, oh, you about to feel it today because of this little shit that just happened today. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's it's not healthy to have all that bottled in because, you know, for the simple fact of that, you know what I'm saying? You just never know what you're going to unravel, you know what I'm saying, as far as your emotions at that particular point based off of the situation, you know what I'm saying? Because it could be just, it could be very little things, you know what I'm saying? I can I can revert back to this, uh, to this incident that I said on the last uh, podcast uh, last Sunday um, at my kid's birthday party. It was picked up frustration based off of, that particular incident, but it was just that it was just that particular moment to where like it got under my skin and it picked and it brought back all of those frustrations that I had buried and all those emotions that I had buried. And, and needless to say, it had me walking out the out the Chuck E. Cheese like the Statue of Liberty with this whole full sheet of cake in my hand and didn't say shit to nobody. Like I just walked the fuck out. I didn't even have my kid. I just had the cake. And I walk out and nobody get a piece of that cake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it develops childish ass actions. You know what I'm saying? That that, that aren't even yeah. called for. So it's definitely you should definitely hold yourself accountable for being able to deal with your demons, deal with your emotions. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't you know what I'm saying? Bury shit and put it to the side, thinking that you're strong enough to be able to just forgive and forget at that particular moment if you haven't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. So that's Definitely. my take on it. Yeah, well, I treated my emotions like I treat my scabs, where I just rip it off before it can heal and it start bleeding all over again. Um, <laughs> I suppressed a lot of emotions, <laughs> and I didn't realize that I suppressed it until it would just be random days where I'm either crying at night, um, I'm having all of these dark thoughts about myself, or it could just be when somebody said, hey, and I just start crying. It could be the littlest thing. And I try to numb my pain with sex, work, um, food. Back then, I didn't, I didn't smoke weed. If I probably would have smoked weed, I, I probably would have abused the shit out of it. But um, I, I tried to, like, eat, thinking that relationships, um, sex, and work would just, like, make things go away. But it took for me to move here and um, go through some things and start writing a book about my story for me to realize, okay, yeah, damn, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't, I didn't realize. Maybe I'm a little bit more fucked up, you know what I'm saying, than I like to believe. And um, you know, I remember this one lady had told me that she felt like I was in performance mode when I wrote my book, No Apologies, because she was like, you dropped the book on your your mom's birthday, you know, like you you made the you made your mom's birthday about the book instead of about grieving her. And at first, I wanted to believe it, but then I was like, no. What you don't understand is that this book, Dropping It on My Mom's Birthday, this is a chance for me and her both to heal. Because my books before, No Apologies, I took them down. I wrote from imagination. I did not identify with anything. I just made up scenarios in my head, and I just made it extra dramatic and page-turner. So when people were coming up to me saying, girl, you wrote my life, and they all crying, I'm looking like, really? Like, like I wasn't able to relate with them. But this book, I called DC a couple times. I called my friend Queen K, called them up crying and shit. Like, dog, why does this have to happen to me? Like, why am I such a fucked up person? And I'm like, if this book can make me cry, I know it's going to help somebody else feel it because I'm an emotionally numb person. I'm really trying to work on that. But I am. So writing that book and starting to have interviews about the story and, like, you know, people, like, Domestic Violence Month, a lot of people were trying to get me on their platform to talk about it, and when they were asking me questions about my childhood, it's like, that's where you start 
to see the patterns. That's why I started to see, okay, I've been suppressing my emotions because I was I, I was taught by this person, you know, because I watched my grandmother. When someone died, you never really seen her cry about it after the funeral. She went straight back into work. You know, she never showed emotions, and you pick up what you see. So it's like suppressing was definitely hindering for me, but I'm changing the narrative now, and it's a necessity for me. It, it, it's, it's hindering, but it's, it's a necessity for me to allow myself to feel, if that makes sense. Because I, I, hate, I hate crying. I hate pain. I hate being vulnerable. I'll be, one, I'll be just ready for, like, time to heal all wounds right then and there, and I know it's not going to happen. But I allow myself to feel now. Saying, like, okay, just cry it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's going to be another day. Just, just cry it out. You know, because like, like mm-hmm. you said before, Jay, we got we to gotta, um, we, we gotta, we gotta give ourselves, we got to be our own cheerleader, but we also got to be gentle with ourselves and allow ourselves to feel that pain. Because growing up, we couldn't. You, you cry. You want me to give you a reason to cry or take your ass to bed? It's like, well, goddamn, punishment comes with right. this, so I don't want to show it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my take on it. So... All right, Jade, um, before you get off the phone, but, you know, if you want to stay on the list for the rest of it or, if, you know, you want to hang up, I know it's late. Before you get off the phone tonight, can you please let the listeners know where they can find you at and shout out your brand? Yes, absolutely. First of all, I want to say thank you, Angel, like, for sure, for, you know, this conversation, for this um, this platform that you created. Like, this is for sure, a good joint. It's a good joint. I'm from Philly. It's a good joint. Thank you. This is for sure, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that you said, like, it's just, it's like therapy for you, but, like, for so many people, I know it's going to bless so many people. So, like, for sure, kudos to you, sis. DC, shout out to you, brother, for, like, being transparent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that takes a lot of, um, you know, vulnerability is, is actually, like, very... It takes a lot of strength. You know, sometimes yeah. people, like, think that it's, like, a weakness or that it's, like, you know, because you're able to show your emotions or feelings or whatever, especially as a man. I know sometimes people say that, and it's, like, you know, that's, that takes a lot of courage to, like, be mm-hmm. transparent. So definitely shout out to both of y'all. Um, but um, you can find me at Goal Getter. That's on Instagram at G O A L. G E T T, the number three, the letter R. Again, that's Goal Getter, G O A L, G E T T, the number three, and the letter R. Um, you can also uh, follow my clothing brand, which is Equate. That's E Q eight. Um, Equate. You can follow me at E Q eight underscore clothing. Um, we have a couple of, um, we've released a couple of lines, so you can definitely go there. Uh, a big part yeah, of that okay. brand is like, a big part of that brand is just to like, you know, the word equate actually means to consider one thing to be the same as or equivalent to another. So like, I want people to equate excellence and equate success, equate greatness. Like, you know, apply that to yourself. So um, yeah. also, I have a book that I'm writing. Um, which I also have an affirmation deck and um, an affirmation journal and affirmation calendar um, coming out soon. So just look out for those things. And, like, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm also, like, there's the Uptown Open Mic every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. 
um, you can go to my page for that information. Um, but, yeah, and then also there's events coming up um, with Chris Kennedy. He's a, uh, you know, superstar comedian. He has um, a few shows lined up, um, and I'm a part of that team. So, like, you know, look out for that. So yeah. I'm just I'm excited, you know, just follow me for There's a lot coming on, going on. There's a lot coming up. So That part. I'm definitely going to get one of them calendars. I'm definitely going to get one of them calendars, so please keep me posted. <laughs> yeah. Man, thank you, Jade. I appreciate you for coming on and being transparent yourself because it's not easy. Thank you for taking this platform seriously. Appreciate you. I'm going to call you after the show, girl. <laughs> yes, no, for sure. I'm definitely going to stay on and listen. All right. All right, DC, you got any shout-outs and appreciations for tonight? I mean, shit, you know the usual. Shout-out to Self Love is my rehab. You know what I'm saying? Shout-out to you as well. And uh, shout-out to God, because without him it wouldn't be possible. Uh, shout-out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. Um, if you want, you can follow that, my business page, on Instagram at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel. Um, or you can follow it on Dynamic Culture Apparel at Facebook as well. And shout-out to all my people with positive vibes and positive energy. And shout-out to all my negative Nancys and my Karens with negative vibes and negative energy. We still love you at the end of the day. We just wait for you to catch up, Mustard. <laughs> all right. Um, yes, I definitely want to shout-out the guests again. Um, JV dropping heavy gems. This was a dope-ass episode tonight. Um, shout-out to you, mm-hmm. DC, for always coming on. I just was reflecting today at how far we've come. And I just remember the first time we went live, how we were so nervous. And, like, we're good now. Like, I'm, man, I'm telling you, you've come a long way. Um, shout out to my book, No Apologies. That, <laughs> that's what sets the platform for Self-Love is My Rehab and Queens of Vibes and Visions. Um, please, you can follow me at complex underscore angel 90. Um, you know, also, please follow my hashtag, No Apologies for Being Real. That's N O. A-P-O-L-O-G-I-E-S, the number four, B-E-I-N, you know, you got to drop the G, R-E-A-L, hashtag, <laughs> no apologies for being real. Please follow that. Um, Out of Darkness is coming. Listen, um, I am so scared to say the date. I really wanted to drop on my mom's birthday, but, you know, <laughs> the way this is set up, I just do not want to rush it. I am on the last chapter, but I don't want to rush this. I feel like this story has to be written you know, about how the abusee can become the abuser. So y'all be patient with me, but I promise you, it's going to drop in June. I just don't know if it's going to drop June 7th, but it's coming. I'm wrapping it up, and that's going to be the wrap for uh, No Apology Series. We're not apologizing for the shit we endure anymore. Um, And also, shout out to God, because he has really been there for me in my dark days and my good days. Um, He is showing me who I am. He's showing me my strength. And I just owe it to him to be a better person. I owe it to him to start showing up more for myself, you know, and to start validating myself instead of looking for validation through others. So, you know, listen, that, that's, that's, that's my best friend to the end, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the person I'm going to go to yeah. with all of my dark secrets because he really does guide me. So with that being said, all right, DC, you got to what you know about that segment. I shouted what you knew about it, what you knew about it. Hey, so, 
So what you know about that topic is what you know about the ox cord, man. So I um <laughs> I ran up on this uh on this uh shade room great debates and it was saying, um, how many weak songs do you allow before you kick someone off the ox cord? Oh shit. <laughs> uh well me <laughs> believe it or not, back in the day I was the person that got my aux record like provoked. Like even in my own car, oh, yeah. when people was in there, they didn't want to hear my shit because I listened to like a lot of R and B. Like I listened to songs for how a person would sing it, right. I would listen to like what the lyrics was about or if the beat caught me, that was the song. So you would probably go from hearing to Mariah Carey, to Whitney Houston. Tony Braxton, like, you would hear a lot of R&B before you hear the next ton of songs. So people be like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Like, so I couldn't be the <laughs> DJ. I couldn't be the DJ at parties. But now, now that I'm, you know, a vibe, oh, listen, you're going to get a little bit of everything. But if a person has an aux in my car and we're on a road trip, please, don't play all these in your feeling songs. That will get your off-court <laughs> privileges revoked. Like, matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Bluetooth now, but back in the day, that would have got, right. you would have, that shit would have got clean, ripped out the hole. Like, what the hell is you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, and also, if you're going to do the GPS, don't have the GPS interrupt the song. You know how many times I'd be ready to fight with my GPS when a song come on and the oh. beat about to drop, and it'd be like, in a quarter mile, please turn. For that real. shit. <laughs> you got to start the song oh. over. So, <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, that's my take. What Man, you? I give a motherfucker one and a half songs. I give you one song. I'll be like, okay. Yeah, okay. we'll let this slide. We'll let you redeem yourself. But... If that if that half song ain't kicking right and them subwoofers ain't banging the right way, and considering that it is Bluetooth nowadays, you better be like, I I won't be able to grab your damn phone while I'm driving because I throw that bitch out the window. <laughs> and you better you better you better hope we ain't on the freeway because then you'll go up right along with it. Oh, but <laughs> but no, nah, yeah, like on some real shit, like it probably be like one and a half songs, like because I mean I'm I'm pretty much. I'm diverse when it comes to when it comes to music. I mean, shit. There's certain there's certain country songs I listen to. I listen to a little bit of rock. Yeah. And shit too. Um, especially nowadays, like you know, what I'm saying back in the day, it was just all rap. Like, honestly, <laughs> I felt awkward listening to R&B, and that was only because I'll get in my feelings when I started listening to R&B shit. So it was just like you know, I wasn't trying to hear no damn Keisha Cole on no damn road trip or no damn Monica at the time. <laughs> but like, I done, I done straight up, I done straight up reached into like my old soul level and like you know what I'm saying. Like when I do hear some Monica or you know what I'm saying, like some Faith Evans or some no you know Tiana Marie or uh fucking uh what's the uh, what's the other chick name? I forgot. Uh fuck, I forgot her name. I ain't gonna hold up too much. But Did yeah, you, you know what I'm like old school, huh? Did you say Rihanna? No, like, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like old old school, like like nineties, early two uh, thousand type. Brandy. Yeah, like Brandy. Huh? Okay. Like Brandy. Yeah, I mean, like even Brandy, like Brandy too. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, any anybody in that caliber. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit pop on. I'd be like, nigga, turn that shit up. That was my girl back in the day. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I like my old soul has reached a whole different level. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and to even go beyond that, you know what I'm saying? I won't be afraid to top um to pop on some uh Teddy Pendergrass. If you don't like it, you get the fuck out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Listen. Like, that's just my take, you know? Listen, 
I was just listening to, oh, my God, I do not want to butcher it. Uh, who sings We've Only Just Begun? I'm about to find that out. i got to go to Google right now. I was listening to that <laughs> yesterday, and I was like, dog, this was a sit back in the day, because I don't want to mess it up. Uh, that's uh Carpenters. No, no, I'm talking about right? the remake. The remake, though. Oh, the remake. Oh. Yeah, with Glenn Jones. Uh-huh. With Glenn Jones. Listen, oh, listen, yeah, not yeah, not, yeah. not the Carpenters, but yeah, Glenn Jones. I was listening to his version. That was my grandma and them shit back in the day. So yeah, like I yeah. listen to some old school too. But believe it or not, Rihanna is old too. Believe it or not, Rihanna was out in 2005. That was what 16 yeah. years ago. Believe it or not. Yeah. All right, Damn, well, I'm going <laughs> to let you close us out with the dynamic quote. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a closed caption of our old-ass show. Uh, <laughs> hopefully y'all enjoyed this segment. This is a really good segment. Y'all going to hear my feedback on this next Sunday. Be sure y'all tune in and look out for that because, um, uh, yeah, I got some shit to say. They ain't going to hear about it until <laughs> next Sunday. But – With that being said, we're going to close it out with the dynamic quote, and this is for the ladies tonight. And the quote is, you're the type of woman someone should never let go of. You are the type of woman people regret losing. Nothing about you is ordinary. Choose someone who knows this. Never settle for less than you are. And I wanted to take this time out to shout out to, you know, the ladies, you know, because it doesn't take butt shots and filters and all of these things to recreate yourself just to get to it, just to get the attention of somebody that's only going to be temporary in your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wear your natural beauty and wear it with, with your crown dangling or straightened. I don't give a fuck. As long as you keep it on your head and let them know that you are the type of queen that deserves some sort of royalty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, Shit, that applies for the guys as well, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's normalize actually just, you know, being our natural selves and not, you know, you know, boosting ourselves with materialistic shit just to, you know, just to get a, a, a glimpse and a glamour of someone for, for only six months. You know what I'm saying? We, right. we out here looking for longevity. We out here looking for long term. We out here looking for st- uh, stability. You know what I'm saying? Let's just start embracing our natural selves, man. This, uh, this, uh, materialistic shit ain't doing nothing but just filling the pockets of, of the next man. <laughs> and it ain't mm, even worth it. Right. You know, so just, you know, like Complex say, at the beginning of the damn show, tune in and love yourself at the end of the day. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, that's all I got. You know what I'm saying? Kings and queens, stay up, love yourselves, and peace and love. You out? Peace and love.